This is the Grant and Taco Show. Here we go. Welcome back to the sixth episode of the Grant and Taco Show. I am your host, Jared Weiss, Celtics writer at The Athletic, and I'm joined, as always, by Grant Williams and Taco Fall. So this week, we have more big man talk, and we're going to use Andre Drummond as our case study. Plus, of course, we had to go over Taco and Grant's favorite video games. Now, this is our final installment from our first recording session from right before the shutdown started back in early March. So we're still working out when we're going to be able to bring you more episodes. So stay tuned for that. Uh, check out my Twitter and my Instagram at Jared Weiss NBA. We'll have more updates for you there. If you haven't subscribed to the Anything is Potable feed already, be sure to do that immediately and leave a five-star review. I'll really appreciate it. I'll send you a personal shout out if you let me know. You can, of course, let us know if you have any feedback on the show by just tweeting hashtag Grant and Taco. We have plenty of great coverage for you over at The Athletic, where I just published a story where I spoke with the youngest high school player of the year ever, and Imani Bates, who's a really fascinating player, and I wrote about how he could bring a revolution about in the NBA when he gets there in maybe two years. Also, we have a two-part series with draft expert Sam Ficini breaking down some of the Celtics draft options, talking about guys like Tyrese Maxey, Sadiq Bey, Precious Achua, a lot of interesting names in there. So let's jump into episode six of the Grant and Taco Show on the Athletic Podcast Network. No, it's so funny. It was funny. Watching our games and then Scal, when Scal is like, that's the player I play. <laughs> Sometimes he just, he's he just, he's incredible. He, he's good. He's good. Like he's, he's one of the best in the, in the country. Like he gives good. you so much. But insight. he he does talk a lot of crap against some players. Like he, um, when we played the Pistons, he gave he started he first started by giving props to Andrew Drummond. That was before he got traded. Uh huh. And then he was like, uh. I give him that, and then he says something like he's going to beat on him the rest of the game. So in the rest of the game, all he was doing was talking crap about uh, Andrew Drummond. That's, that was so funny. I mean, it's funny. We're, we were having that center discussion. Drummond's like the ultimate question mark in that discussion. It's like, like what? I mean, he got dumped for nothing. They tried to trade him the entire season, couldn't get anything for him. And he's a guy that you watch him out there, and he, he gets you 20 and 20 which should be incredible, but for some reason it just doesn't work, and it's proven to not be – like they can't win. Well, you, I mean, it's not – if you put him – if you put those numbers with like a team that has pieces like other than him, then it will work. You, we can't – The argument is does he add value to winning? Yeah, but we can't judge him. He's with the Detroit Pistons. Like, it doesn't can, matter. Like It does. There's a lot of players that make – Teams better, but like, I mean, with the way, but that's where I agree with the way the game is being played right now. It just can't come from a big solely. Like no matter how how many numbers he can put up, he's a big. With the way the game is being played right now, it's he it just it's, it can't come from him. He can't be the only one that's going to impact winning. So my point is, if you're going to judge him off of that, judge him when he's on the good team and does the same thing and they lose, then you can say, okay, he doesn't impact winning. 
But like, you can't say he doesn't impact winning putting up well, there's these There's a lot of numbers. guys in the league that impact winning on bad teams. Like, bad teams. But name one big that does it. There's not, like, big-wise? There's I mean, like, like a big. That's what I'm saying. There's not many all bigs those, in the league. <laughs> all, those people, all, all those people are mostly now, especially right now, they're like wings. Yeah, but I'm saying. Most of them. Uh, you would have a f- in, a few, in a few, like, not even point guards. Like, even if you have a really good point guard, it really doesn't matter. Like, yeah, like I always say, like, you have Trey. You have Trey Young. Like DeAndre Ayton. You have Trey. How much does he impact winning? You have Trey Young. How much does Trey Young impact winning? I think DeAndre Ayton is starting to get there. They, he is. Uh, but how much is Trey Young? Trey Young is not impacting winning. He's not He's impacting winning. That's what I just yeah. said. That's why I say point yeah. guards. Luka so you're going so different, so so, so okay that's a perfect example. So now you're going to tell me that Trey Young wouldn't add value. He's putting up numbers, right? But it's not impacting winning. Are you going to judge him off of that? He's with the Atlanta Hawks. Like, but well, I wouldn't say he's not impacting winning. But yeah. now that, so, once that but, team got fully my, healthy, they got better. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. When John Collins got back. Next thing you know, they're a completely different team. So my my point, just I'm just saying, I know they, but they still they still like not. You know, oh. it's the Atlanta Hawks. Like, they, it's still not there. Phoenix Suns, they came back. Devin Booker, for a while, was the best player on that team and and wasn't winning. But now, they're 10th seed right but, now. But my, 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 point, my point, my point, I'm just saying, like, my point with Andrew, Andre Drummond. Like, we just, some people, like, are way too harsh on him saying that he doesn't impact winning by putting putting up those numbers not considering that he's playing with the Detroit Pistons. Well, I think that the argument started when they were making the playoffs and they were taking him out in crunch time because he was a defensive liability against a small offense. Yeah, so if if you put him on the team where he would do that the majority of the game and have an impact, because that's going to have an impact. All those second... Second point, second chance shots that his team is gonna get because he ran and fought for the rebound and gave them extra possessions. That's gonna impact winning. But the way the league is now, about analytics and all that stuff, like they just play them off the court. Like especially the playoffs. Like you look at teams, they find ways to make guys so inefficient. Like you could get twenty and twenty and still be down by twenty. Like that's how the league is shaping nowadays. They play yeah, small but- ball. Like instead of starting a lineup with their traditional lineup of a center where yeah. Drummond can get his 20-20. But they'll then start PJ Tucker. Exactly. But play him in the situation where he's not going first of all, he's not going to play in a really good team. He's not going to play the maybe probably not the same amount of minutes he played with the Detroit Pistons. So maybe maybe yes, maybe no. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. I say maybe. I'm I'm just yeah, sure, sure. maybe. We don't know. But like you're not going to tell me that there is no way that Andrew Drummond, with the way he plays, wouldn't add value to a winning team. Like I just don't believe that. I already said this. Like, it's I believe about, he it's will add value. So like, you play guys off the court. So like, for example, like teams that play big, like Philly, like that's where Ennis Cantor from our team is so successful. Like he can get twenty and twenty. He's a cr- dominant player. And then you play Houston. And it's like you can't put him on the court, which is not a fault by him. Like he's still the twenty twenty guy. He is. He's still a bucket. He's still a guy that's one. He might be the most best post scorer in the league. But 
it's just how teams are nowadays scheming guys off, like finding ways to get their best players off the court. Like Andre Drummond is a really good player, like one of the best bigs in the league, but he's getting schemed off the court. Well, that's the question. So is he one of the best bigs in the league is the question. Because yeah. if you're able to be schemed off the court, then your inability to be available in these important games has to take away from But the argument is value. who would be the best who, – who would you consider best bigs in the league without – those guys like like Tristan Thompson would then be considered one of the best guys in the league because but, he's not schemed off the court. He plays whether or not he's playing on like playing small ball, you can switch him with small ball or you can keep him on the court. Tice would be considered one of the best bigs in the league because he can play small ball and he can play against the six, seven footers. And I think that Tice this year is one of the most valuable centers in the NBA, Might just be like be Thompson was a couple years ago when exactly. they were I agree. Beating. I agree. Yeah. Because they were Thompson was proving to be really versatile defensively, and Cleveland did a great job, especially against the Celtics, of figuring out how to use them in the pick and roll to tear them apart right. whenever Boston would go small, and especially because like Horford was focused on LeBron, and the Celtics would have to either go double big, and then they could have a chance against Thompson, right. or they go small and Thompson would attack whoever the four was. Right. So yeah, I mean, there's in a. a Drummond, obviously, especially a really good pick-and-roll team, Drummond can still be really useful. And unfortunately for him, he just hasn't played with a... Uh, he hasn't played with a healthy point guard that can run pick-and-roll right. really Rich well. Rich Jackson was really good. Time. Yeah. He just wasn't healthy in the time that he was there in Detroit. But... Off of the subject of basketball, Taco, new apartment, right? New apartment. This is a celebratory podcast. Well, just, we'd, we'd have some champagne and drinks, but I don't drink, so <laughs> we, can just, we can just drink water. We'll get some O'Doul's uh, we'll beer. Get some, we'll, get some, we'll get some Ascension or something like that, some water going. Sorry, we got some pH balanced water here. But so <laughs> Talk just just finished closing on his new apartment, and we're trying to decide how we're going to decorate. But what's going to go I, into I, the I apartment? I have some help. Huh? What's going to go into the apartment? Like, how, how do you decorate? Well... It's definitely going to be a lot of nerdish, very nerdish um, style. Like a lot of anime around, some a lot of basketball. I'm I'm like a dark and gray, like black and gray guy. So it's massive TV <laughs> for sure. Eighty-two inch TV at least. Oh yeah, a massive TV. I might I'm, I might as well buy a projector. <laughs> Goodness. What. Well, what do you what do you watch? Like, what's your downtime schedule like? Um, so, let's play video games. That's one. Well, which video games? Well, which one? Here oh. are some options. Oh, they're listening to us. Siri was listening to her. Lie to me. Tell me a story. Me? Do you want to hear the next five? Nope. Okay. Oh, they're listening in, guys. <laughs> um, I play video games like I'm a I'm a huge FIFA fan. Dan owe me a FIFA game. But do you have the FIFA thing which here? FIFA twenty, yeah, I have here. I take it. I just take it. Alright, just take it take it with you. Alright. Um, I'm a hardcore FIFA player. Um I started this is what happened to me. So bruh, it's like I I think about it now, and it makes me so happy. When I was a kid, I couldn't afford to buy a gaming, like, you know, console. And 
like a lot of my friends had it because my mom like they made sure they put me in a private school and everything so a lot of my friends could afford it but I didn't have it but now it's like I have like PS4s and Xbox like they just people just like oh here go here goes a PS4 here goes an Xbox so I have two Xbox and two PS4s and I just remember like days where like I used to dream about having those things but now like it's like I have so many of those things like I, I'm not going to use all of them it's just like just rewarding like you're just thankful about those it's something that I just wanted to say but so I got the PS4 and I started playing Star Wars the new the last Star Wars you know what I'm talking about the last Jedi I think Fallen Order yeah Fallen Order so I have two PS4s. I have one that I take on the road and the other one that I left in Maine. And then I would I downloaded the game in both. So I would play wherever I am, back it up. So let's say I'm in Maine. I play in Maine, back it up. And then if I have to come to Boston, take my other PS4, download it from the um from the from the storage whatever. I think what's what's the storage called? Server. It's some. It's called something on the PS4. I forgot what it was. But anyway, I would download it from there and keep on playing the game. So I think one day I overwrote what I had downloaded, and it kind of set me back to like two, three missions where I had killed the like someone. It was it was so hard for me to get past that. And ever since, I'm like, I'm not doing that again. Like, I haven't played it ever since because I don't want to go to that again. Like, having to fight the boss and then it's, it was just too much. But that's definitely one of my favorite games. So what about you, Graham? What's your go-to? My go-to game right now is Call of Duty. Uh, I actually had to delete a lot of stuff off of my system because of it. Um, oh, you the new update? Yes, the new oh update. Oh, my God. The, the, the Call, new... <laughs> Call of Duty is now 130 gigabytes, so... Had to do that for my uh, PS4, but outside of that, uh, Call of Duty, Fortnite, shooter games recently. I used to be a big FIFA addict and other other games of sporting nature, but um, since since I'm not in school anymore, I don't have many, have many guys to play with, and I don't like streaming yeah. um, sports games. So in terms of shooter games, Call of Duty's been, been the go-to, and it's satisfied me for a long time. So... Wait, do you do you stream yourself playing games? I noticed that Shemmy was doing that. Shemmy does right? it. I debated getting into it, but I told myself I would not start streaming until I'm actually good. No, you should. I mean, you should let people <laughs> see the process of you getting good. You know. Yeah. You you might be trash right now, but then you know. But how many people are really going to watch know, me be bad? People at know. People, you're true fans. If you make it entertaining, they're going to watch. You're true. You're true fans. They, you see me die every five seconds. Oh, they see. No. They, they see Grant in the process of being a, 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 a game of legend. A gaming legend. I wish I well, ever been. As someone who's been doing, you know, presenting on camera, or whatever, for a long time, it's, it doesn't matter if the content's good. It's all about how you deliver it. You can make it interesting, then it's going to be interesting. That is very true. That is very, very true. However, I want people to think of me as the best gamer they ever, they've ever seen. They want they don't need to see the come up. They got to uh, see the glow up. They got to see both. <laughs> they got to see me being the pro gotta, and the pro from then on. You used to play Final Fantasy? I did not actually. That was one of my favorite games uh, growing up, especially on like the PSP. Wow! Oh my god! Can you explain Final Fantasy to me? I've never really understood it. Well, 
I played it, but I never really understood it. <laughs> <laughs> There's only a couple of games that I've played over time that I had could not get into. Those were Assassin's Creed. At one point, oh my god! Before Assassin's, Creed, Assassin's, Assassin's Creed is top five game ever made. I I would say God of War is top five games ever made. Well, God of War, but Assassin's Creed is top five. It is one of those. I say the series itself is top five. No, um, what the, and the best, in my opinion, the best Assassin's Creed is Odyssey. Odyssey, yes, that's the one we actually both played. It's that the we best kept one. up with. So it's the best one. That's that's one of the ones that Syndicate is good. Um, well, but I really like Odyssey. Odyssey was a great one. This is good for me because for years I worked like two full time careers, so. The only game I played was FIFA because FIFA you sit down you know it takes twenty minutes so it's like right, I it's know quick. I can like get like this many games in but now I like I have much I have, I'm working from home I got more time on my hands I got to find like a game to actually get myself into so I got to but what, what what's your recommendation then for the game that I got to dive in on my recommendation is will continue to be Call of Duty even though it takes up every storage on your play, system play Star Wars if you want to play a solo player game. You can play Star Wars, God of War. Um, you can play Assassin's Creed. And, all of but them. the thing is, I like God of War, but I I don't know for some reason I can't really dig it. Even though I agree, it's definitely one of the best games ever made. I just can't. Dig that kind of hurt my heart just now. I'm not gonna lie to you. I just can't. I really can't. <laughs> that kind of kind of touched me to my soul. So these these were like as a kid. So I didn't have a video game, but we had this. Um, it was like. It was not too far from my house. Um, it was just, they had like a bunch of computers. It was, you, they hooked it up. I don't know how they did it, but Maybe they hooked it up. a rec center type deal? Yeah, and then you used to just pay and go play. Mm -hmm. So I used to do that a lot. And some of the best games that they had that I liked at the time were Hitman. You like, you know, I've Hitman. heard, I've heard oh, yeah. of it. Okay. They had Hitman and they had this game, I forgot the name. It kind of looks like Call of Duty, but it's with robots. And you used to you used to play in like it was almost like a like a like an abandoned factory or something. Hmm. I forgot. You're saying the name. it sounds so familiar. Yeah, but not, I'm not gonna lie to you. It doesn't sound as much as I forgot game. what it was called, but it was it was it was anyway. it was one of my favorite games. All right, well that is going to do it for the sixth episode of the Grant and Taco Show. I thank all of you for joining us on this incredible ride so far. We look forward to bringing you more episodes in the future, so stay tuned at my Twitter and Instagram, at Jared Weiss MBA, as we start to figure out our plans for that. Uh, thank you, as always, to Sango for the beat, one of my favorite producers in the entire game. He actually just put out uh, the official remix of Frank Ocean's Kayendo, so be sure to, uh, if you can get your hands on it, it's very hard to get your hands on it, but be sure to give it a listen Sango is really one of the best producers in the entire music industry. So thank you as always to Grant and Taco. Thank you to everybody at The Athletic. Thank you to all of our listeners, as always, for joining us. We will see you soon on The Grant and Taco Show. Mm -hmm.